What's up, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan. I am the host of the Entrepreneurism Podcast. I'm here with my friend, Scott Aaron. Scott is the creator of Linked Leads Generator. He's a three times bestselling author. He's a human connection expert. Scott, how's it going, man? Brady, great to be here and uh, just really grateful for the uh, opportunity you gave me to come on. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on, man. Long time no talk. I was on Scott's podcast about two hours ago. But before we dive into your story, I know you're an expert, not only with human connection, but more specifically LinkedIn. And we talked about that a lot earlier. But before we dive into that and how that can essentially help entrepreneurs now just grow their presence online, I always ask this first question, what's the dumbest thing you've ever spent money on? You know, it's an interesting question. I I don't think that there's dumb things, but I think and what I feel is in looking back, I was at a, a, a different place in my life where I was running in a circle uh, when I was growing in my entrepreneurial circle. That image became everything. Right. And I kind of succumbed to thinking that if I looked a certain way image-wise, it would bring more success. When I realized later on that uh, people would either work with me or not work with me, no matter what I showed up in, in a hoodie and t-shirt or um, two $500 a piece custom shirts. And I think spending $1,000 on two shirts that um, I don't wear anymore because yeah. that's not part of my image. And and going through the process, it was really cool. I went to a tailor and like they're literally handmade and beautiful, but I bought them because I thought that was going to bring me more success right. when they didn't. So I would say that was probably the most egoic buy I've ever had in my career. And you know, I, I think it's less the product, more the principle of why you actually purchased it. Uh, I interviewed an individual by the name of Bradley. Some may know him, some not, but he said the exact same thing. He said, the dumbest thing I spend money on is trying to impress people. He said, do I believe that spending money on a really nice suit because you're going to an event with some high class entrepreneurs and you're just going to network? That's an investment, right? You want to look good so that you can network and, and play the part. But if you're buying things just to gloat about it on social media or just to tell yourself, oh, I'm successful because I have a $5,000 suit, he's like, that's not good. You're trying to impress the wrong people at that point, more or less yourself. You're trying to impress yourself by buying things. So it's definitely the principle. And you know, me being young, 24, I've definitely noticed that in other people. And I don't want to go down that route, not saying I won't. But I definitely see the issues behind just lost money towards that cause. But Scott, you know, as I mentioned before, you are an expert in the LinkedIn space. And I think LinkedIn is one of those social media platforms that is underutilized. A lot of people uh, use Facebook and Instagram and they're, to be completely honest, very saturated spaces when it comes to entrepreneurial ventures and all that sort of stuff. So tell me how you got started with becoming this expert, not only with human connection, but with LinkedIn. It's a great question. So when I started to venture into the online space back in 2013, I was a traditional business owner, had uh, numerous gyms in Philadelphia and had a successful online or uh, in-person personal training and was starting to grow an online wellness practice. I realized that 
the online space had the ability to expand a business that you couldn't in a brick and mortar. Right. In a brick and mortar, you were, you know, whatever was at arm's length, that was basically what you can do. So I remember I was, uh, it was a couple different things. I was at a conference and the host of the conference ended up calling up these highly, highly successful entrepreneurs. Uh, these people were making multiple six figures a year, some six figures a month. And he had about six or seven of them on stage and he handed them a dry erase marker and he said, go to this dry erase board and write down the amount of conversations that you have had to have to get to where you are today. And the smallest number I saw was around 7,000 conversations. Wow. And my first thought was, oh shit. (laughs) Because what I was being taught by the mentors that I had at the time was to build your business through Facebook and Instagram. And you're only allowed 5,000 quote unquote friends on Facebook. Right. And Instagram still to this day has the highest rate percentage wise of fake accounts to real accounts on all of social media. At the same time, I was reading a book called Go For No. It was written by Andrea Waltz and Richard Fenton. It's a bestseller. It's one of the highest selling sales books in the world. And Andrea has since become a good friend of mine. She was on my podcast. We've done some offline conversations. But on the front cover of the book, it says, yes is the destination, but no is how you're going to get there. And something clicked. And I said, I've been going about this thing the whole wrong way. I'm trying to get those yeses. I can't get to those yeses unless I go through enough of the no's first. Yep. At the same time, I had started to venture onto LinkedIn because a mentor of mine, you know, I was frustrated and she said, Scott, listen to me. When you wake up every single day, you have to look yourself in the mirror and you got to ask yourself, how am I going to connect with myself today? Clicked. I'm like, that's it. I'm looking for the business version of myself, not the personal version, the business version, the personal trainer, the gym owner, the entrepreneur, the nutritionist. Where can I specifically go to search, seek out, and find that mirror image? The answer was LinkedIn. So I hopped on there. I hadn't been on there in years. My profile was basically collecting dust. And this was towards the middle of 2015, August-ish. So I went on there and I changed my profile around. I started searching, connecting, messaging, and people started responding back. Sure, I'll get it on a call. Sure, let's talk. Sure, let's, let's you know, call me. And I was booking five calls a week, 10, 15, up to 40 calls a week. Still to this wow. day, anywhere between 15 to 25 calls every single week guaranteed. Wow. And my business started to grow tremendously. So I reached out to a friend of mine because again, social proof is everything. If it worked for me, I wanted to see if it could work for someone else. And again, I had no structure. I only knew of what it was working for me. So I reached out to my buddy, Joe. And I said, Joey, listen, I think I've uncovered something here with LinkedIn and I want you to do a couple things over the next week. And I want you to share with me what's happened. So I told him what to do. I said, you know, make your profile like this search and connect like that and send this kind of message and let me know what happens. 
A week later, he texted me, and I'll never forget. The text said, call me. <laughs> so, so I called him, and I said, what's up? And he goes, dude, listen, whatever you're doing, it really works. He goes, I have 14 appointments booked this week. He goes, you should be teaching this. You could help so many entrepreneurs that are struggling finding new ways to connect with people, having conversations, getting leads, building their business. And that was kind of like the light bulb moment where I said, you know what? Some of the greatest businesses that have ever and will be created are built upon the backs of a great amount and contingency of people that all have the same problem and you've created a solution for it. Right. And that's when I decided in February of 2016 to officially launch my coaching practice. And the rest, they say, is history. You know, that's very interesting. You know, and I agree that LinkedIn is, and that's how we connected, by the way, was through LinkedIn. But I believe LinkedIn is the best way to connect with potential clients because it's so easy to niche down with who you actually want to see. Whereas Facebook and, and Instagram, you could do that. It just takes more digging. So I do believe that LinkedIn is the best way for lead generation right now. And is that ever going to change? Who knows? But right now, LinkedIn is such an untapped market. It's crazy. And LinkedIn's been around for a while, it seems like. Well, it's the oldest social media platform. Um, the, the beta of LinkedIn came out around 2000, 2001. And there was a study done by a third party that was then published in Forbes.com a couple of years ago that studied organic lead generation for business, uh, comparing the organic personal platform of Facebook, not business, and the organic personal platform of LinkedIn. And they did this over six months. And at the end of the six months, they found out that LinkedIn was 277% more effective for organic lead generation than Facebook. And the fact is right now, 80%, this is a proven statistic, 80% of all B2B leads, or as I call them, H to H, human to human, all 80% of business to business leads are being generated through LinkedIn. 80%. Next, 12% is Twitter, 6% is Facebook, and less than 1%, less than 2% is Google. So, and again, it is untapped. It's LinkedIn is having a Facebook 2012 moment right now. LinkedIn has the highest organic engagement, highest organic reach, and highest organic visibility. People just aren't choosing to use it. Yeah, I think people prefer Facebook or Instagram just solely because of the social aspect. I don't really enjoy the social aspect of LinkedIn, to be completely honest with you. I enjoy the organic conversations that can arise because of it. I do post on LinkedIn, but the interesting thing is that lead generation on Facebook and Instagram, you get so many people that just like hate on you for it, you know? Oh, just go ahead and tell me what you're offering so I can say no stuff like that, you know, I cannot even open. Well, that tells me you weren't qualified in the first place because you're not even open to a solution, right? Whereas LinkedIn, people are like, yeah, let's hop on a call. Let's connect. If anything, we're connected, you know? And that's what I love the most about it. 
Well, what people need to understand is, to your point, people on Facebook and Instagram are over-prospected and they're over-pitched. Mm-hmm. So no human being wants to be sold to. No one. It, it never feels good to be sold to. Right. And you know, you see a lot of network marketers on Facebook and Instagram. So you have network marketers pitching and selling to their friends and family, which is probably the lowest form of prospecting that can be done. But the big thing is this. Facebook is a barbecue. That is where people go to hang out, to commiserate, to connect, and talk about life. Instagram is the reality TV of social media. Mm-hmm. It's I call it the real housewives of, of social media. That's where people, they, you see snippets. You see these five-second snippets. Someone's highlight reel, the cliff notes of their highlight life, thinking, thinking it's perfect. And you know what? Their life could be shit and you would never know because they never show it. But LinkedIn, it's a global networking event. Every single day you log on, there's someone to talk to. There's someone to network with. I'll give you an example. So this past week alone, I was featured with, I I did uh, podcast recordings with with two amazing titans on LinkedIn. Um, Catherine Roy, and Frank Mengert. And I mean, they're, they're just titans on the platform. They, I mean, they don't even, you know, Catherine builds it as a business. Frank just produces amazing content. The amount of engagement that their six-minute clip videos that we did got was absolutely insane. And I've generated leads from it. I've generated business from it just by being visible on the platform and networking and connecting with wow. other people. People don't understand the power of oh, human, yeah. con- human connection is the number one business building tool that we all have in our back pocket, but we're not using it. You have yeah. to be willing to have the amount of conversations required in order to succeed. You know, it's it's so interesting that you're on LinkedIn, man, because I was watching a YouTube video with Gary Vee. And of course, you know, Gary Vee is, he uses every social media platform because that's what he preaches, but he talks about LinkedIn. He says, don't pay attention to who likes and comments, just post something. He said, it shows you how many people have seen your post. He said, that's the crazy part. He said, you'll see people's posts who have five likes, 50,000 people saw that post. Whether they engage with it or not, they saw it. Whereas Vincegram their algorithm, your posts get lost so easily. And I would assume Facebook's algorithm is similar. It gets lost so easy because it's all content. How can we keep users on the platform for longer? So we got to push content to them that they might like. And your post might not be something they like. So that's the downside of those. Now, with LinkedIn, there are a lot of softwares. And I use a software called Connected that sends automated, I think we discussed this, but sends automated messages through LinkedIn and it works for me. But of course you have to not make it too robotic. Correct. What is your insight behind using platforms like that? Because on Facebook and Instagram, you can, there's no option. You can't do that really. No. And the, uh, the long and the short is LinkedIn is starting to crack down on automated software on the platform. I've had three people in the last two weeks um, come to me after they had used the software that got their accounts blocked. Oh, wow. So there's, there's triggers on, on LinkedIn. The first trigger is if you are 
not being specific enough with who your target market is and you basically just set it and forget it and it starts connecting with a bunch of people, what, what people are doing now is not only are they ignoring people's connection requests where they don't really feel a connection with, but after you ignore it, LinkedIn put in an, put in an added layer of security where you can actually report that connection request as spam. And if you get too many spam notifications, they will actually delete your account and you can't get it back. The second thing oh. is sometimes people are sending too many connection requests. So I had a guy get blocked because he was sending 100 to 150 connection requests every single day. That will also trigger something with LinkedIn where they will, they will temporarily block your account. You, you then have to write a letter to compliance and basically sign an agreement waiver uh, where you don't, and obviously these are things that I had to experience myself to understand. <laughs> but the other thing is there's something called uh, the waiting room of LinkedIn, where when you send a connection request out, um, not everyone is going to accept your connection request. Right. So they go to an area in your network where it's under your sent connections tab. If you don't clear that tab out, it basically just accumulates all these connection requests and they will actually block you from sending more until you actually get rid of them. Right. Now, the problem that a lot of people think is that, you know, they think the software is going to help them. And, and again, for some people, like you said, it works for them. Right. For me, I, I created a patented system that I teach that only takes 15 minutes a day to get tremendous results. So when I was building this out, I, I was still a very, very productive and busy personal trainer and gym owner. So I had to do things in very short, quick increments where it was going to be beneficial for my time, but also my energy. And at the end of the day, I created a system that only takes 15 minutes a day to apply what I teach to actually get results. And that's everything from connecting messaging and providing value-added content every single day. But it's not for everybody. Um, right. I typically work with people that want to be content creators. They want to be in the trenches. They, they want to network and I created something called the magic formula, which is a three-step process where you can create your own message and you can copy and paste it and just change a little bit of the verbiage depending upon who you're connecting with. And the first thing you want to do is you want to obviously mention the person's name. You know, hey, Brady, great to connect with you. The second part is I call it lowering the drawbridge, where if people are familiar with the drawbridge, when it's up, that allows the boats to pass back and forth. But when the drawbridge is down, it allows the traffic to flow back and forth. Right. That's what you want to do with that middle part of your message. You know, hey, Brady, great to connect with you. I noticed that you had a podcast, as do I. Would love to hear about it. Share more about mine to see how we can support each other here on the platform. Now, I've done two things. I have lowered the drawbridge because when Brady gets that message, he's going to see, oh, Scott's got a podcast. I have a podcast. That's why he's reaching out. The second thing I did was I used one of the most important words in the English language, which is the word support. So it's been scientifically proven that when someone reads the word support and replays it in their head, it triggers your brain to release a chemical called oxytocin. This is your feel-good brain chemical, uh, just like serotonin, dopamine, endorphins, or cortisol. So the individual that you're messaging is actually feeling good when you're actually messaging them. And then you just finished the third part with a call to action, a CTA. 
You have to ask in order to get. You have to ASK to GET. Questions lead to answers. Statements lead to nowhere. And I would finish by saying, do you have any time this week or next week for a call or a Zoom? So you state their name, reason for reaching out, any time for a call, because what I have found is more people understand and are becoming more aware when someone's using automated software, even if they put it on a delay of when the message is sent. So making things is very relaxed, informal, not stuffy, but as genuine as possible will get you the best results. Yeah. You know, and you put it really well there uh, of lowering the drawbridge. And, you know, for people who don't quite understand, I would think lowering people's, um, I guess just trying to push people out, right? Because I think it's really easy when you receive messages now to think you're going to be sold, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what everyone does nowadays. But when you lower that drawbridge, when you take away their barrier to enter their circle, now you have opportunity to do business. And I think the beauty of, of LinkedIn is even if you don't do business, a five-minute conversation with someone on the phone just to connect can lead to business down the road, whether it's from them or they say, hey, uh, you know, Scott works with LinkedIn. I have a buddy who needs help with LinkedIn. I'm going to connect to the two just because you had a five minute conversation. So about, oh God, uh, middle of August. So at the time we're recording this, probably about seven weeks ago. Okay. A guy reached out to me and sent me a message. He goes, listen, I love your content. I definitely want to connect with you. Can we get on a call? I said, absolutely. That's what LinkedIn's for. Get on a call. He told me about what he did. I told him about what I do. And he said, I have the perfect referral for you. One of my clients, he's in tech. He's looking to better leverage LinkedIn. Let me do an introduction email. I said, great. I didn't ask. He just heard about what I did. So beginning of September, I did an introduction um, call with the referral. Guy loved everything I had to say. And he said, I'm just wrapping up some some stuff. Let's follow back mid-September. Follow back up mid-September. He goes, definitely want to proceed. It's just timing is still not right. Still finishing up, wrapping up other stuff. And I said, listen, Whenever you're ready, you reach out. You know how much I charge, how it works, how to get started. I'll wait to hear from you. I don't chase people. So interestingly enough, I get a message, an email from the original guy that referred him and said, hey, did you ever connect with my referral? And I said, yes, but he had some things on his plate that he was taking care of and we kind of left it there. And he wrote me back and he goes, I'm going to give him a little bit of a nudge this week. I said, I appreciate that. Thank you. So woke up this morning to an email from the referral and said, hey, Scott, everything is off my plate, ready to move forward. Can you send me an invoice so we can get started? And he paid it. And that was... Oh, man. That was just by me providing value-added content and having an organic conversation offline, never asking for anything, that's what that's what networking is. It's it's yeah. referring business to each other because something's gonna come back to him because I'm now looking out for conversations of people that I'm having and referring them to that person as well because it's it's what you do. 
Yeah, I mean that that is a that, that's a great scenario right there because I think a lot of people don't don't they don't see the value in posting valuable content, which I do not understand. But everyone tries to sell every bit of information they have, and that is going to lead you down a path of no money because everyone's trying to be sold. Nobody wants to get sold. It feels good if I came to you, Scott, and said, "Hey, I'm ready to go." Right? Instead of you trying to pitch me, I'm going to be like standoffish, like, "Hey, get away from me." But now it feels good because I just made the decision myself. You didn't make it for me. But people just try to, they, they don't want to post valuable content and I do not understand, but this is a perfect case. And guys, take this example, just post valuable content. It's simple. It's easy. You know, things that other people don't. Russell Brunson says in one of his books, he says, you don't have to know everything. You just have to know more than other people. Post that content because people will come to you and say, hey, you're giving this away for free. What can I get if I pay you? Mm. that's the biggest thing it's that you hit the nail right on the head because the more that you give the more that you're going to get exactly and that's the thing it if you provide and, and just like i that magic formula that's what i coach Pete. i mean i gave that away to people like literally that's part of my system yeah but that's the thing people still need accountability exactly and, and that's the uh, I think Neil Patel says it. Neil, Neil Patel has a problem uh, asking. He's just, he's so in the space of, I need to give, I need to give, I can't ask. Listen, I don't, I don't ask people to hire me. People end up wanting to hire me because just like you said, they see the value in all the content in everything that I do. And their thought is, wow, his books are amazing. His podcast is phenomenal. His free content's out of this world. Yeah. Imagine if I invested in myself through him, where would it take my business? And well, people, people's don't see it this way. And you do that. You are selling by posting valuable content. You're just not selling. You're not asking someone to take action. You're saying, hey, this is what I teach. You want more? I'm available. You know? I mean, think about how any commercial, right? how any commercial on TV that you see, what, what are you watching? You're watching an experience, right? You're watching someone and then you're like, oh man, like, yeah, that's, that's really valuable. And, and then, you know what, you you may go on Amazon and try to order a knockoff and then it breaks in two days. Then you're like, you know what, I'm just going to pay the extra money and I'm going to get the real thing. It's, it's all about experience. Why do you think they allow people to test drive cars? The experience because they don't want you to just see the car. They, they, they want you to see yourself in that. They know once you get in that car, you put your seatbelt on your hands, get on that wheel. You're not going to want to let go. It's all about, it's all about an experience. And then, then, then the, then the salesperson doesn't have to sell you the car. You're selling yourself on it. Then you're thinking in your head, okay, how can I get this car? Yeah. So that, that, I think that that's a good question is how do you sell more people provide content that basically where they're, they're going to sell themselves, you know, and on the topic of cars, like let's take for instance, Rolls Royce, they don't have commercials because people are buying the experience of owning a Rolls Royce. They know what a Rolls Royce is. They know the value there and they are selling themselves on, no one goes to Rolls Royce dealership just to look. They go there because saying, Hey, I'm ready to buy. Let's do this. I have a car that doesn't do commercials either. And it's through word of mouth. Exactly. And you, you see it. And, and it's, it's not about, that's not saying that car companies that do have commercials are crap, but 
word of mouth is so powerful. When I always say to people, you're much more likely to go to a restaurant where you know I've been to, where I told you all about the service, the ambiance, and the food mm-hmm. than something that I just saw on like Chopped or uh, read in a magazine. Exactly. And, and you know, it's interesting too, right? Because if you if you think about some terms of restaurants about word of mouth, let's say burgers, for instance, you can find a lot of good burgers in a lot of different places. But if you recommend me a burger at some specific place and I want a burger, guess where I'm going that place because Scott recommended them. But on the topic of LinkedIn, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who know LinkedIn pretty well. But why are they going to work with Scott? Because they heard about his work. Not because they sought him out. They just said, hey, I've heard about Scott. He does LinkedIn. Let's go for it. Right. So people need to understand that that sales, people overcomplicate sales. It shouldn't be that hard. If you truly try to have a genuine connection and conversation and relationship with people, you will, your closing rate is going to go up, but people are just immediately, Hey, buy my stuff. And that just doesn't work. Of course, on the wrong platforms too. They're not on LinkedIn. (laughs) You know, it's one of those things where people are still so addicted. Something that you said about Gary V is people are so addicted to the numbers. They're so addicted to the likes, the comments. So do I, do I get, engagement? Absolutely. But you may look at other people on LinkedIn and they're getting hundreds and thousands of likes and views. And then you look at my stuff, which gets decent engagement, but that's not success. Success is not found. Success is not found in the amount of views or likes Mm -hmm. or comments or shares that your content is getting. Half of the people more than half the people that you're seeing on social media that get a ton of engagement, they're, they're just influencers. They're broke as a fucking joke. Yes. They're you know, broke. The interesting about that is I have a buddy who is on TikTok and he has about 35 or 40,000 followers. Oh, I hate TikTok. It's crazy. But within the last three months, he's seen the opportunity. He's made 40 grand just from TikTok, right? And that's just on the side. He's just like promoting this stuff on TikTok and selling. There's a guy on there who had about 900,000, maybe almost a million followers on TikTok. And he was, they were asking how much money he makes because people equate followers with money made, which is not true. Yep. And he said, I've made like, I don't know, it may be like $30 or something like that. So it just goes to show engagement and followers. Doesn't mean anything. It only means something if you can monetize them. But yeah. people don't understand how to monetize or they try too hard to monetize. Just provide value and monetization will come to you. But in regards to your friend, it's it's not that, you know, I don't have any bad feelings towards TikTok. I just, I, I hate it because that's not where my demographic is. Exactly. And without knowing your friend, he probably provided value-added content. People yep. knew him, they liked him, and they trust him. And that's the thing. People buy things from people that they know they like and they trust. That That's, people think the sales cycle and creating income is really difficult. No, it's not. You just have to be willing to build the relationships first so the money comes second. Everybody wants the money first and then the relationship second. It's never going to work that way. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, it's great. And I know we're getting short on time here, Scott, but you know, a lot of people are probably asking like, how do I provide value? Like I don't have anything of value. Everything that people are selling more than likely is on the internet. You just got to find it. So find something, learn a lot about it and provide value. Just rebrand yourself and I'm not passionate about it. Just find an opportunity somewhere because, you know, Bradley said this in our interview where people chase passion. He says, well, I can tell you right now, if you're doing people who do stuff they love and make a lot of money doing it, that is great. 
there's a lot of people who are solely focused on doing something they, that they love, that they're so broke. It's crazy. He says, if you can just find an opportunity, that's what entrepreneurs do. They find opportunity, make money from it, and then use that money to chase a passion. You're no longer stressed. You have the money to back it up if it doesn't work. So just find the opportunity, but people just, there's no logic. They think they have to buy all this information and then resell it. Information's out there for free. I have two books on LinkedIn and people still hire me every single week. Exactly. And those books are probably a hell of a lot cheaper than what you charge yes. to work directly with you. Yes. But, but that's the thing. They want to go to the real thing. Right. And I can't tell you like, you know, people like when you become an author, people are like, oh my God, I'm talking to the author of the book and I'm a very connectable person. I'm not, I don't, I'm not on a pedestal like that. But what people have to understand is that it, there's a value in, in everything. And you, the, the, the number one investment that anyone can make is in themselves. Yes, I agree. If you don't know what to talk about, listen to a podcast, take some notes, grab a book, grab a highlighter, highlight things that really resonated with you, or just Google that shit. Google something, then bring some value to it. Uh, read this great article on Google. It said this, that, or the other, and here's how I felt about it. So you're still you? leveraging free content yep. and bringing your own organic content to it. So it now it's yours. And yes. every single thing that you read and you hear is regurgitated content that is, is said a different way. Everything that Brady and I have spoken about today, we are not the first people to ever say it. We've exactly. heard it somewhere and we bring our own energy and voice to it. Yes, I completely agree with that because too many people, self-education is great, but people waste a lot of money on self-education because they have no purpose behind why they purchased this, right? Yep. Get really good at something or because it's on the internet. And then if you need a coach to take your, your knowledge to the next level, then do that, right? But more than likely, to be completely honest, and I'm not taking away from your coaching business, you can find all this stuff that people, that coaches teach online. For me, right? I source virtual assistants. You can source virtual assistants for free. Just search on Facebook. It's really simple. Now, or LinkedIn. You could search LinkedIn, LinkedIn anywhere. You know, it, it, but it's crazy. People think, which is great, right? It brings business to us. And I love that. But people, because people want their hand held through that process, which I completely understand that. But I think people just don't believe in themselves enough because they don't think that the information's out there, but I'd rather just have somebody hand it to me. But like, what's the purpose? Why, why do you want this information? Does that make sense? Even my coaching, Brady, it's only six weeks. I don't want to work with people for a year. Exactly. I, they're going to work with me. I'm going to teach them what they need to know. And I kick them out the door, like go do it. Even when I was a personal trainer, I wanted to create independent clients. Whereas if I went on vacation or they went on vacation, they continue with their journey. Yep. I wanted to educate and inform people what they need to do to continue to succeed. So yep. whether people do or don't work with me, it doesn't matter to me. You're going to get value. But if you are going to work with someone, make sure that you actually pay attention to what they teach you so you can actually benefit from it. The yep. only reason why a lot of programs out there that people pay for don't work is they don't take action on what they're actually paying to learn. Yeah. All they care about is what's the ROI. It's like, well, you got to put in the work to get an ROI. The ROI doesn't just happen because you took the course. Right. Yep. But Scott, I know we're, we got two minutes here and we're running short on time. We did talk about a lot. And I think you really solidified that LinkedIn is a great place for people to find leads, connections, friendships. 
really anything. LinkedIn is, is a severely untapped social media channel, but coincidentally has been around the longest. So I do believe a lot of my audience is going to take advantage of that. But to close, I don't usually ask for advice because it's such a cliche question, but why do you love what you do? Because at the end of the day, what I do is not a job. It's my passion. And I've been helping people for 23 years going back to personal training. So what is so valuable to me and my wife and the businesses that we have is at the end of the day, we know every single thing we're doing. Every product we have, every service that we provide is helping someone make their life better. And that's why I love what I do. Yeah, I love that. And just like I mentioned a few minutes ago, when you combine loving what you do with money, that is the formula for success. And we talked about it in your podcast and go check that out, guys. But happiness, right? Happiness is more than just money. It's a conglomerate of wealth, health, and relationships. And that's very important for people to understand. But Scott, I appreciate your time, man. Where can my audience find you on social media, specifically LinkedIn? Yeah, uh, you can find me on on LinkedIn. Obviously, just type in Scott Aaron, comma Forbes. My profile will pop up. Uh, on the gram, I am at Scott Aaron LinkedIn. Facebook, uh, Scott Aaron. But you can always go to my website, www.scottaaron.net. has all my books, my podcast, everything where I could be connected with and would love to hear from you. Yeah, guys, reach out to Scott. I'll have all his links in the description. Let me know what you thought about the episode. And Scott, appreciate your time, man. Thanks, Brady. Appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the Entrepreneurism Podcast. We post episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 a.m. Central Time. We would greatly appreciate if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. I'm Brady Morgan, your host. We'll see you next time.